Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Trauma shows up in the darndest ways, doesn't it? (laughs) You betcha, friend. And I can feel my ego screaming for me to just leave it at that. (laughs) But then I very calmly, uh, very compassionately remind that protective mechanism that we are safe now. And when we put our shadows out there, we help others feel safe to see their shadows too, right? Well, that's what I'm going with. So (laughs) here we go, friend. Okay, now listen, think about this one and be really honest. Are you or anyone you know often arguing or even just calmly bringing up issues in front of other people? Like you or they just cannot wait until you're freaking alone or off to the side and typically like makes a scene of some sort. You won't believe what this could be really related to. If there were times when you were invalidated, ignored, or gaslit growing up, gaslighting, just in case you're not familiar with the term, is when someone uses tactics like lying to cause someone else to question their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and leads them to uncertainty of their own mental stability. Basically, they want to make you think you're crazy so that you question yourself And they don't have to face the actual issue. (laughs) I'm sure there are many of you that know exactly what that looks like. Or if your concerns or questions were downplayed or just straight up ignored, like a lot of us 80s kids, this may help you too. And a quick trigger warning, I will be briefly discussing different abuses and traumas that is connected to this topic. And don't worry, we'll then go over how to help you make peace with this shadow so we stop doing what I was doing for a long, long time. So especially before healing, and I have really been working on it, I argued in front of people a lot. Okay, like like a lot, a lot. And if someone wanted me to talk privately or quiet down about it, I felt even more triggered and make more of a scene. I know, I know, like, oh, real healed, Christina. (laughs) Don't worry, the trauma train is heading that way, friend. (laughs) Stick with me. So how does this look in real life? So say my husband or someone else was trying to say or do something that I had an issue with. Um, I would bring it up almost impulsively, very unconsciously, very loudly in front of other people. I know, ew. Yeah, so instead of consciously taking someone aside and talking out the issue, I would do it in full volume in front of other people, even in public. I know, what the hell? (laughs) Unless you're with me, which I, I got you, friend. Our craziest reactions always come from our craziest wounds. And wait until you hear why. So many of us have what this is connected to. This could show up, of course, in a relationship with friends, family. And we see this many times with our kids, parents, and even teachers having to be heard and seen, handling the situation enough, right? So that they, they feel like they're decent parents and teachers and that they people can see that they are handling the stuff, right? Or maybe you're on the receiving end, like my husband, who is more of a natural hothead than me. He has a ton of Aries placements, <laughs> if you're into astrology. But I have definitely taken the unhinged cake when this has gone down. Gross, right? 
Yep, that's the truth. That's shadows for you. It feels icky to say out loud. So we want to push that part of us away. Most of us don't realize, though, that that icky part of us is connected to a younger part of us that was hurt so badly by something related to what is happening, which is why it's so hard to pinpoint our shadows sometimes because it's not always super obvious what our brain is sensing as similar to the original traumatic events that we may not be consciously thinking of. Does that make sense? So if we push away the shadow, we push away a hurt part of ourselves too. And the crappy coping mechanism that it it shows up as remains in place. So I have been actively changing the pattern and it started with my kid. I could see a lot more clearly with him than my husband and others how embarrassed he was When I did that, this is before working on myself and my healing, um, like bringing up an issue or correction out loud in front of others, he showed his embarrassment and dismay very clearly because adults don't show their cards as authentically as kids do because we learn to mask and protect ourselves from vulnerability, right? So I started becoming aware that it could have this negative effect and I had healed enough to actually give a shit now. (laughs) That's the truth. When you are unhealed, you are in constant protection of you. You can't help it even as a parent because you never feel safe. So with that awareness, my husband and I have been working on communicating more clearly, more respectfully. And listen, we've known each other for 18 years now, and about 15 or so of them were in trauma hell before each of us started awakening. So, you know, like not the healthiest way of handling things for a long time, but hey, we can grow and even do podcasts on it now. It's wild. (laughs) So listen to how I figured this out. The other day, I made a big effort to ask my husband to calmly talk to me downstairs instead of in front of our kid. And I felt really good about that. Like, yeah, man, look at you doing different things, you know, (laughs) like a freaking healing hype man. So then a little while later, it's like the universe saw I was really trying and airdropped me a reward. (laughs) I realized all of a sudden where it came from. Why I had always done that over the years. And I stopped in the middle of the kitchen and looked around like, wait, no way. (laughs) My husband is standing there looking at me and I'm like, holy shit. You know how I always argued and brought up stuff in front of people? He's looking at me with his head tilted like, um, hello. It was with me. Yeah, I think I remember. (laughs) I go, ah, ah, yes, yes, valid. Sorry again, Uh, but I think I know why now. (laughs) When I was a kid, even though I went through a ton of abuse and trauma, I still saw things really clearly, still saw that things were not right. And I was this crazy ass kid that tried telling people what was happening. And I would have these like brave moments that I try to stand up for myself and call shit out. Awesome, right? And then immediately following, I was invalidated, ignored, or gaslit repeatedly. 
there's an injustice wound there. And until we validate what we experienced and heal it, that hurt part of us that may have been ignored or gaslit needs a witness to feel safe. Even as an adult, because bringing up an issue is still seen through the lens of whatever age you were left hanging that you haven't addressed yet, right? And what happens also in unhealthy family dynamics is because others are unable to hold space for you or look at what you're saying because ding, 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 you guessed it, their own unhealed trauma. (laughs) So they convince you that you are not seeing your own experience clearly, also known as gaslighting. Or, and this one, which is not talked about enough in my opinion, and is really hard to see when we are still hurt, that they were or are so conditioned and damaged themselves that they truly don't believe it's happening that way. Or that it's as bad as you say it is because they were made to believe that too. Especially if it's generational trauma. They may have also been gaslit or taught that too. And what happens is you start to believe that you must be wrong and a bad person for even thinking such a thing. And then bam, you start carrying the shame of what happened instead of the people that actually did it to you. Do you see how that happens? And shame does an amazing job of shutting us up and making us hide. You begin to learn that it is unsafe to speak up or question things and in some cases punished even more as the scapegoat or whistleblower in the family. You became a threat as a truth teller. Because unhealthy family dynamics thrive in secrecy, right? When it dawned on me what it was about, I saw two specific scenes in my mind. One, when I was around eight or nine years old, and I was trying to tell certain family members about physical and psychological abuse that was happening to me at the time with a caregiver. Like really bizarre, weird shit, man. Like besides getting knocked around a bunch, I did an episode on that a few months back titled, uh, These Kinds of Wounds Bring the Craziest Triggers. That may also be helpful if that unfortunately resonates for you too, friend. And so I told some family and they were like, oh, huh, what, what do you want us to do? Um, hi, I'm, I'm eight. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm coming to you. Like... <laughs> You guys have no idea how many times that has happened. Adults in my life asking me what to do with super serious matters when I was a kid. Like, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Like, is that just like another boomer thing or something? Like, I swear to God. Like, do you guys ever have that? And then in the other scene that popped up was when I was about 11 or 12. And it was a holiday. My cousins, who were all much younger than me, I was the oldest, were playing in an adjoining room. And the rest of the family was in the kitchen. And I was in a room in the middle with a family member that sexually abused me when I was like six until about eight. And my crazy ass confronted him to his face. Maybe there was something in my spirit even then. I don't know. But I was watching my cousins play and watching him Watch them. And something in me snapped. 
But because I had already been made (laughs) afraid and ashamed to speak out on things, I was whisper yelling to him (laughs) that I understand what he did now and that others know and are watching him so that he didn't do this to anyone else. Let me also disclose, as I tell you about this, that I have already done a ton of work on this. So if you sense like an odd calmness about me sharing it, I have processed all of this a bunch. This isn't bypassing. Okay, cool, cool. So he then says to me, oh, uh, it was just a tickle game. Oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) Oh, yes, he did. He was totally gaslighting me. But I knew better, thank God. But it was still a huge hit to me. I get the courage to say something again and again, and I just keep getting swatted back down again and again. I do kind of wish younger me would have said, okay, cool, let's just describe how we played the game to everyone in the kitchen then. (laughs) That would have been kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. So anyway, fast forward to now. And I was like, why do I still struggle with taking someone aside when there is an issue? Because I didn't get to the root. Deep down in my subconscious, it felt unsafe to do so because what I experienced in the past. So as a protective measure, we want a witness, another person outside of the situation to ensure we are heard and not invalidated or gaslit again. My conscious mind knew it was not healthy, but there was a gut reaction that kept showing up because of our very powerful memories. Your mind goes, ah, ah, yes, yes, we got this. When this happens, this happens. So we'll do this reaction to prepare, right? We do things that doesn't appear to make sense to an outside person because they don't have that particular wound, They don't have the urge to protect themselves that way. So we look nuts, right? It's all unhealed stuff. So how do we stop doing this with others and especially our kids? I went into a meditative state and mentally saw myself in those eight-year-old and 11-year-old scenes. I finally validated their experiences. You tried so many times to tell the truth and get help and no one would listen. They made you feel like you didn't experience what you did, that you weren't seeing clearly. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That was not only not right, but it was criminal. I am so sorry so many failed you. And then hold whatever anger and sadness comes up for them. You would be surprised what a release it can be just to be finally validated. Then you go in as now you. I know you are telling the truth. You don't have to yell it anymore. You don't need to explain and have extra people around for protection. I have you. And we know our truth. And we know when someone is gaslighting us. We know that that is their self-protective mechanism. We are safe now to have conversations without others hearing. Do you know how safe we are now? We don't even need that person to believe us anymore. Not everyone is trying to do what they did. And if things do go wrong, things do go sideways, 
We can see it clearly and handle it calmly now. We don't have to fight to be heard or believed anymore. I believe you. And when I did this, I felt such a release. And I didn't feel that physical urge as strong anymore. And if it does come up, I know I can give myself grace and compassion and remind myself of the safety that we have created for ourselves, knowing that it's just this hurt part of us that is coming up, seeing them with compassion. If you were ever not believed or ignored when you needed help growing up, I am so sorry, friend. Help validate and let younger you know you believe them. You always have and you always will. And I believe you too, friend. Hope this podcast helps you integrate, love, and set another part of you free. Sending you so, so much love. See you on the next one, friend.